Well, we reached another 10 mark. Here we are at episode 60. 60, which is... If that was an actual age, that would be a really big deal. Fix my hit 60. Oh, yes. Point it at your face hole. Yeah, <laughs> it might be better. Or maybe, <laughs> actually, maybe better if I just point it away. Maybe the listeners are like, Danielle. You know, I'm not here for your self-loathing. Oh, that's true. I won't support that. It's been a long week. <laughs> so we're doing another uh, one of our superlatives episode, as we yes. call them. But this is like this kind of isn't really a superlatives. Um, the because mine aren't ranked. I think we we just kind of talked about this off mic. But your yeah. I think your choices aren't aren't ranked either, right? They're more ranked, and then I was like, I don't care. So whenever okay, my rank cool. is a whenever I stopped caring about the rank. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, if you've never heard a Superlatives episode before, this is kind of where we pick a topic and then choose five songs that kind of fit in that topic. This gives us a chance to sort of talk about stuff we wouldn't get to talk about in a exactly. normal episode uh, or I'm just, doing. you know, get little specialty topics that uh, are kind of revolve around a theme rather than a particular um, artist or album or whatnot. Yes. So today, um, this is an idea I had a long time ago and we're finally doing it. Um, this is we're going to do offbeat songs by well-known artists. Yes. So artists that everybody knows and have had big hits, but we're going to talk about some songs that you probably we don't know by them, much like we did with George Michael after his yes. very sad passing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we kind of didn't talk about which one of us is going to go first. Uh, would you I like? I think all of my people are alive. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. Bep, bep, bep. Uh, nope, all of mine aren't. Oh. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I'm. These are actually all living people. Uh, That's pretty well, cool for me. <laughs> one of mine is a band, but I think everyone in the band is still alive as far as i know i have two bands the other four are solo artists and one of them is passed away i have so. two bands all of them one of them has aids though oh well this is about to get very interesting Sorry. would you like to kick us off we don't even this is not about aids i make everything about aids if you knew me in real life how much i talk about aids it's crazy it's like 1991 over here i'm like making a quilt it's it is crazy. it's a little uncomfortable yes um, <laughs> Maybe a 30 Rock joke or a Kimmy Schmidt joke, but I'm not going to do it anyway. Good, because that show is terrible. Go on. Wow. This episode is canceled by everyone. <laughs> anyway, um, my first one is by good old Phil Collins. Because I've recently. You have my attention, madam. <laughs> I went through a phase like a couple months ago. It's like a real no jacket required phase. Like it was everything I listened to. And if. Or if I listen to other things, it had to sound like something that would be on No Jacket Required. It made me lose a lot of friends. Anyway, so uh, mine is the second track off this album. It's a non-single, Only You Know and I Know. What a great choice. I love this song. I think it's probably the best on that super dope album. It is a super dope album. It's like the one right after it opens with Susudio, and then it goes into Only You and I Know. Only You Know and I Know. And it's like, oh. That beat, it's like so, it's like driving Phil Collins' drum beat with like synth bass. It's like so good, and I don't know why they didn't release it. All of, like, Phil is just a master of Roland drum machines. He loves Roland drum machines in a way that so few people who weren't hip-hop artists do. And all of his classics are done by Roland drum machines like it was like i think it was a cr78 that did uh in the the air tonight you're the drum machine man but um i've been listening a lot lately to one more night which is also from the record yeah that was an earlier superlatives episode where i was like yeah it's it's a brilliant song um but yeah it's just if you love the tr808 that entire album is just like a tr808 love letter that song also the one that you named is Mm -hmm. and um yeah also i noticed from listening to it recently and this is probably dickish of me to say but I don't know if it's just because, like, when I was a little kid and looking at that album cover, it didn't really register. But boy, he looks really old on the on the front he of that is album. The ugliest person I think I've maybe ever, which is one of the things with like Phil. Mm. I love him. 
He's not good looking. It. I have loved and dated many people who are, you know, okay. not good looking. No I comment. love Phil Collins, but I just love how he becomes like a star in the music video age, and he just looks like a troll. I love it. Yeah, I dude, dude it. is amazing, and uh, yeah, great, great choice. Love that yeah. song. going not far off that era because when did no jacket required come out 84 85 well it's like late 84 early 85 okay well mine is from the 1986 janet jackson album control and it is the non-single you can be mine oh my god it's so good yeah i love that song this like every song on control is perfect as far as i'm concerned pretty awesome you can be mine um opens with the same drum riff as what have you done for me lately but then goes into a completely different song and it is just incredible i like i have never been able to find video of her performing this song live i would freak if i did (laughs) but it's like (laughs) it's it's my favorite jj album cut of all time it's jam and there's like this breakdown in the middle where she's like better get in your job now better go to work and yeah it's just oh it's so good love this track love it love it I'm going to get silly for the next two because it's just like stuff I love talking about <laughs> and I'm never going to get a chance to talk about it again. Um, so one of my favorite little guilty pleasures of music is when people who aren't really musicians or disco musicians or dance musicians decide in the late 70s and early 80s that like, I'm going to be cool <laughs> and release disco albums. This Next one is actually from 1989, so it's Whoa. like way late. So um, we've got Liza Minnelli with a Pet Shop, produ- Pet Shop Boys produced um, Losing My Mind. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Know, it's exactly, and it's so oh, stupid. And fresh off her it. Razzie win for Arthur <laughs> too. <laughs> she, and she produ- She actually sang this live at the 1990 Grammys after she got like an honorary Grammy for Which being is a what, That's just the only reason she's an EGOT slash REGOT because yeah. of that honorary Grammy. Yeah. So think about the 1990 Grammys. You've got like Millie Vanilli. You've got Liza Minnelli singing this stupid disco Stephen Sondheim cover. And it's like... <laughs> God. Yeah. It's a song from Follies. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> I... The first time I saw this, I probably didn't hear it for the first time till like a couple years ago. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I love it. It's just the like The real perfect. question is, can you get any gayer than the Pet Shop Boys producing a song for Liza Minnelli that was a musical theater song? And that, oh God, that is like... I know, that's like gay overload. That's, that's like, oh my God. I love it. No wonder I love it so much. There it is. The sun comes up, I think about you. The coffee comes. 
I mentioned I had one band on my list. Uh, we're going with the Thompson Twins on this one. Ooh, and the dub T's. Yeah, the dub T's. Oh, I had Janet Jackson and Thompson Twins. Look at that. JJ ah. and TT. Uh, no, my Thompson Twins track is Sugar Daddy. Do you know this one? I've never heard this. Oh, it's so good. I like um, the title. It's from the late 80s. I want to say around 88, 89, um, when they were definitely like fading out of popularity, which is why nobody knows this song. Um, and it's kind of got this like childish, like high vocal motif that uh, Alana Curry keeps dropping in it. And I don't know. I just think it's cute and stupid. And I gotta listen to this. I know way too many dudes who have problems with sugar daddies. And I like to mockingly send them this song. (laughs) I know too many females who have them too. I kind of wish I had that problem. (laughs) Practicing the art treachery Little girls learn us out their mother's name Okay, along the same lines of people who are not dance artists doing songs that are dance. Um, this was actually a number 45 Hot 100 song, which I did not know because I had no idea this existed. Number one country, which is not a country song. I don't know how this happened. Good old Dolly Parton with her synth pop cover of Save the Last Dance for Me. Oh my. A a song that I discovered when I was at a uh, when I was in Europe and I went to my friend's house in Norway and we were like listening to her mom's CDs and she had the CD and I was like what the hell is this and I turned it on and I was like this is awesome <laughs> it's like apparently a pop crossover hit but no one ever knows what it is no I, I've not heard this yeah I had no idea it existed before I discovered it it's so like it doesn't go anywhere it's just like beautiful little easy synth and like Dolly Parton singing like she always does. And it's like this just kind of got forgotten when she had a little dance song that crossed over into pop. And I, everyone should listen to it. It's really fun. Oh, I know. This is a cut off of one of the first CDs I ever remember, like, having in my possession as a small child. I was obsessed with two CDs, like, until about age seven. And they were (laughs) Amy Grant's Heart in Motion and Gloria Estefan's uh, 1991 album, um, which the title is escaping me right now. Um, It's her Into the Light, the one that she Mm. released uh, immediately following her her bus accident and whatnot. Um, but there is a song on there that she actually did release as a single, but I think it only hit like number 50 something in the hot 100. It's called seal our fate. Have Hmm. you ever heard this track? Maybe it's very like, um, early nineties, like person who was a dance music artist in the eighties, like trying to cross over into the nineties and putting like a rock edge, like Janet Jackson did it very successfully with black cat. 
Yeah, and, and I love black cat. Gloria kind of tried to go for the same thing here and it didn't work as well for her. But I have always loved this song. I think the message is great because it's basically like you got to own your own shit. You got to take responsibility for everything you do in life because if you do something that puts you in a bad place, it's nobody's fault but your own. And I've always loved that message and I love this song. Preach. Okay, getting into the final two here. This is just me um, pretty much using this episode to talk about artists we'll never talk about, but I love. <laughs> That's what these episodes are for. Like every superlative episode has an ABBA, I think probably for me, because... That's what I do. Why not? I'm like, let's do Eurovision. That means let's talk about ABBA for a minute. <laughs> so we're going to talk about ABBA again. Um, and this was a single released in Australia and New Zealand only in 1976. Oh, boy. Recorded in 74, though. This is an oldie. Rock Me. Have you ever heard Rock Me? No. Oh, my God. Rock Me is... My forever ABBA favorite is Super Trooper. Always will be. Yes. It just has too much um, emotional connection Super Trooper is my number two. Fernando will always be my number well, one. But. Fernando is up there, too. Yeah. So many memories. Uh-huh. Um, but Rock Me has been, like, my favorite one to listen to. I actually spent, like, an hour and a half sweeping my floor listening to this on repeat on Saturday. So it's called Rock Me. Is there any sort of, like, rock instrumentation in it? Or is yeah, it just I mean, a disco song like, that's called Rock Me? It sounds like a 74 ABBA song. Like, it sounds a little Waterloo-ish. Um, it's a little bit, like, sexier, I think. It's a good booty shaker. It's actually main vocals are Bjorn. Oh. The chicks are just background. Bjorn is holding this, and he's like, wanna be, wanna be. Like, he's, like, being macho man Bjorn, and I'm like. <laughs> macho man Bjorn. I'm here for it. I'm the, I love it so much. It's such a good song. Um, it was a pretty big hit, though, in Australia and New Zealand, and they released it, but they didn't put it on an album until 76 on the ABBA album. It was like Mamma Mia, but super good song. You should listen to it and all of ABBA all the time. Another album that I was obsessed with as a um, middle schooler, um, even though, you know, at the time it was 10 years old, was Paula Abdul's um, Forever Your Girl. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to throw on my list uh, this week the Jesse Johnson produced and I think co-written I Need You. Ooh, good one. Which definitely sounds like a cut right off of his 1989 album Every Shade of Love, with which I am completely obsessed and think it is a perfect album. Um, so yeah, Paula Abdul singing Jesse Johnson, it... Like, it, for me, it can't get any better. <laughs> and it's like, it can't get any more perfect for this podcast. It's true. That's exactly what we do here.
my last one, which was so offbeat, I don't know how I found it. Um, oh, boy. Like, this was in college, and I was obsessed, uh-huh. and still am, with erasure. Um, Ooh, my brain's turning. I'm trying to figure out which one you're going to say. I don't know if I've ever played this for you. This was... I have, um, I have a guess, but... What's your guess? Um, I don't want to say, because okay. if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel... Yeah, yeah, I'm well, gonna... I mean, I'll say it. Can I say... Well, but then, see, it's going to start you off on a tangent on that song. No, it won't. I promise. Is it Fingers and Thumbs, Cold Summer's Day? God, I love that song, but it's not. <laughs> um, that's probably my favorite of their songs, but like, we're not going to do it. Okay, Look good. at me tangenting. Well, I'm, I, yes. <laughs> I'm glad I at least knew you well enough to, to get that. God, I love that song. Anyway, um, this is a song that was on the UK cut of their first album, Wonderland, in 85. Wasn't on any other cut. So it kind of just like disappeared because um, it's synth pop about communism. And it's called <laughs> Pistol, which is such a good song. And it, I discovered it looking up. Um, remember when we used to listen to a lot of Danielle Dax? Of course. I lis- I looked up Danielle Dax. We're definitely going to do an episode on oh her. Oh my God, yeah. In the future. And I went on iTunes and they had this song by Danielle Dax. They were on the same label. Oh. In like the late 80s, early 90s or something. Okay. So um, they did a compilation that... You know, would, they had a compilation series called Just Say Yes, and they were released. And this was on that, I see. They would do, like, album cuts and remixes. Yeah, I, I remember that was a thing, like, in the 80s and 90s, yeah. where record labels would go, here are a bunch of artists that, that we have that exactly. you should listen to. Yeah. So, like, 1989 had Just Say Mao in this song, <laughs> this synth-pop song about communism, and it's, like, so sexy and so good in and a way. And it's called Pistol? It's like, Pistol. And but and but this was on what was their first record called? Circus Wonderland, Wonderland, Wonderland. When mm-hmm. was Circus their second record? Uh, second not, or third. I'm not up to snuff on my uh, erasure. Second but. or third. Wonderland is the one with like. Okay, so it, like it was an erasure album cut. It was just on this compilation. Yes, and it was Interesting. just on the yeah. And they I've put never it heard on of this it. Compilation. I guess like in 1989, they were like, well, we can talk about communism now because it's pretty much dead. So yeah, it's such a good song, and for some reason, iTunes credit credits it as a duet with. Danielle Dax, but it's not. It's just Erasure. So if you ever get on Apple and you're like, Danielle Dax and Erasure, which is why I bought it, because I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but there's no Danielle Dax. You got it's just scammed. Erasure. Yeah, it's... You got scammed by peer-to-peer networks. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, but it's such a good song, and it's it's pretty rare, so I, not a lot of people know it, and they don't ever talk about it, really. But it's I'm so glad I found it, and it's the best. All right, so we kind of mentioned at the beginning of this show, or I mentioned that um, one of my artists was deceased. Aww. I'm sure you could guess by now that uh, I'm, of course, talking about Prince. Okay. <laughs> um, the song that I'm going to mention was indeed released as a single, but did not chart at all in, in the U.S. on the Hot 100. It charted in the U.K. and some European countries. It is from 1988's album Love Sexy. Mm. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I don't know. I'm talking about the fabulous... And totally underrated Glam Slam. That didn't chart here? No. What? Not a bit. It charted on uh, R&B, but not Hot 100. Weird. Um, Glam Slam is an amazing song. Um, it, yeah. It's it's like, 
everybody knows Diamonds and Pearls as like the quintessential Prince love song. I always go to this one. Mm. I just think it's so beautifully written. And it's weird because like the lyrics are sexual, but it's still such a beautiful love song. And I just think that Prince is the only person who can do that and do it so well. And um, really, it's like a three minute song and then just goes into this insane instrumental breakdown for the last two minutes of the album cut. And it's just, I don't know, I just love this track. I I love it. I love it. I love it. I really thought that charted. on that one before we're out of here since uh prince now has an official youtube channel or mm-hmm. prince's estate has official youtube channel <laughs> um and that video just got uploaded in very high quality uh, a few weeks ago so Ooh. you can definitely see that in the show notes uh which will be on our website which is offbeattrackscast.com we're also on twitter at offbeat tracks yes indeed so tweet us and tell us what your favorite uh, offbeat songs by some well-known artists are we would love to hear from you oh yeah and uh, send us your episode ideas um thank you for uh we've gotten a couple nice notes on facebook here recently so thank you very much for those we really appreciate your listening to us we're real uh, whores for compliments it's true um so yeah keep them coming it's our (laughs) lifeblood (laughs) we'll be back next week with a standard episode until then see ya see ya